0: Two,
1: one. Good afternoon, you're listening to Scariff Bay Community Radio and Local Media this week. The show where we have a look at the local print media here in County Clare, the Clare Champion and the Clare Echo, and we throw in our own tuppence Worth as well. And throwing in their Tuppences, sitting around the table, we have uh, David Fleming. David, you're very welcome. Afternoon, uh, Jim. And Luke Fleming, uh, off the bench again, Luke. I prefer to keep it warm, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) And also Pat O'Brien. Pat, you're very welcome. Thanks, Jim. Um, John S. is missing and will be out for the next couple of weeks. So uh, we look forward to having John S. back. We hope
2: he's listening to to us, Jim.
1: (laughs) He'd better be listening.
2: Yeah. Well, we we were at the fantastic table quiz for Scarf Bay Community Radio and... I was silently very happy when one or two individuals came up and said, you know, they hadn't a clue who I was, but they said, oh, I hear you on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> so to those individuals, uh, we're delighted to that
1: you are listening to us. Absolutely. It's, it's a privilege for us. So anyway, looking at the various, we started the front pages, I suppose. Um, and we're talking about, uh, David, emotional support needed for Ukrainian children. And
2: I suppose that's understandable. uh, It's very understandable, isn't it, uh, Jim, because they've come from a war zone and these are young children. Um, It's a story on the front page, as you say, by Owen Ryan, and it gives a rather interesting statistic that 4% of our primary school population in Clare are now Ukrainian refugee children. Um, figures released this week show that Claire, show that Claire has 584 Ukrainian children in its primary schools with another 346 at second level, giving a total of 930, so nearly a 1,000 children in the system. And uh, I know myself, three, three young Ukrainian children started in Timgraney National School um, in the last week or two. Um, and I'm, I'm asking my two, you know, how are they, and I, I make, sure, make sure now you make friends. And, uh, but they, they, my children tell me they're quiet, you know, and that's understandable. Uh, they're trying to, to get on by. But is, it's, it's hard to imagine what some of them might have seen. Hmm. I know not all of them now came from an active war zone, but to be uprooted hmm. at a particular age, to be transported to a different country... Um, uh, And to to get used to the place and get used to
1: a different language, perhaps it's going to be traumatic. Well, I mean, during my teaching career, I would have seen children who went from one school in Ireland to another. And it takes ages to to, you know, to settle in all the various things you're looking Mm. around, you're kind of finding your Mm. place in the school, with uh, and getting used to all the other children, getting mm. to know people, and it's it's a very difficult thing mm. to move children, even within the country. Mm. But as you say, to to move to a different culture, mm. different mm. language, mm. everything totally different.
3: And then, and then when you when you you know when they come in as well, they come in here, and then they settle in, uh, they they go into accommodation, and they settle into a school. And you hear the department in, moving everybody, maybe from yeah. Dublin to Donegal or yeah. down to Westcott yeah. or down yeah. to Kerry or something. But they don't
2: make it easy. And that's,
3: uh, that's not making it, it's just really uh, nearly making it worse. Yeah. yeah, well, the Department of
1: Education would, wouldn't, you know, they yeah. wouldn't have covered themselves in glory oh, no. in, in, in a lot of instances. Like now, it. the
2: story goes on, Jim. Um, it quotes Kevin Toomey, who is principal of St. John's National School in Shannon. Uh, where close to fifty percent of the pupils are now Ukrainian, so th- there's a school that um, is taking a lot, taking an awful lot in. Fifty percent of the pupils now are Ukrainian. He feels that the Department of Education initially handled the surge quite well, but he is concerned that the investment made at that stage may not be sustained. And of course, if you are a, as you were, Jim, a principal and a school teacher, you are going to be concerned. You know where the resource is going to come, mm. especially especially if the children need special assistance.
1: And, of course, they need all types of assistance. And the Department of Education sometimes stick their head well down into the sand when <laughs> when these needs cool. are met
3: yeah. or are, are required. And it's just, there's a lovely photograph there in the front as well, a uh, little girl in, in, in sixth class, pupil listening to Keener, the uh, reading from Coram uh, C- Cooper's book, Goat, goat during a community reading event and stuff. It's is a, a appropriate kind of a, you know, she's very looking at it very attentively. Yes, that's what's right. going on. I remember when in the
1: nineties, the late nineties, when more than fifty percent of the pupils of Mount Shannon National School originated, or parents originated from outside of County Clare, mm. and many of them outside of Ireland. Mm. You know, and if if you can if you can leave parents and everybody else out of it, the kids will get on fine, yeah, but right. you know mm. Mm. children will language might be a problem for a week or two, but then you know the the mm. football is is for
3: all languages Isn't and it? yeah and hurling is as well once yeah, they get at it yeah, no? yeah, yeah so i mean children are are brilliant they yeah, do they're just they're very they're well don't think. they. they? Yeah, they're quick enough, like, yeah. if, they, if, they, if they're if they set into they do. into the environment. Probably, but I suppose yeah. that the challenge for the staffs
1: then would be to keep an eye on it and make sure that, that there's good interaction and that mm. the children, you know, aren't yeah. being yeah. left out or... or exactly, be- you know,
2: because, uh, as I said, in some cases, now, I'm not saying in all of those cases, but in, in, in some few cases, they probably have seen death hmm. and dying yes. and certainly yeah. disruption. Yeah. Um, and that's going to affect them for the rest of their lives
1: OK we'll go on the next um, story staying on the front page Pat uh, about a million euro for a car park when, when you had the black sticks <laughs> Pat I'm sure you had, you, have a, you had a car park in
3: front of it But uh, it didn't cost me a million euro it euros, did, did not I'd say but there's uh,
1: the idea of spending a million euro on a temporary car park in Ennis
3: yeah Paulig uh, has a story there Pauling, on the front of the echo it um, is the leading story. Green light for temporary £1 car And the full story is on page 10. An estimated £1 million is being spent on a temporary caretack in Innes. Council in of the Innes Municipal District this week, voted by the smallest of merchants to press Section 183, disposal of land at Francis Street in Innes, uh, from Clare County Council to Innes 2040 DSE, accompanied by, local, by the local authority. Acquired by the Council last year, the block of cottages would be used as an interim care pack and they did not intend to become a mixed-use development site. Mooted plans for the development of a three-storey retail and office block in Abbey Street car pack, which is understood to have a £25 price tag and would take away up to 80 car parking spaces were referenced by Council as opposed to the temporary care pack. So what's this... Um, yeah, the 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 twenty forty are going to appear to build on the Abbey Street car park, which is right in the centre of town. And they're going to provide this car pack over on there between Glor and, and 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 um Cusick Park which hmm. is, you know, there. And
1: do they mention anything about like a permanent replacement for Abbey Street Car Park?
3: Well they don't I don't think so. I I I, I haven't read the full story now, Jim, but hmm. the, uh, the the Uh, It appears this this building is going to go up in Abbey Street anyway, and whatever is going to happen after. Because uh, it appears where this car park is, is there's going to be development at a later stage, over five years' time.
0: Yeah, to me, Jim, and we'll say uh, on page 10 and 11 of the Echo, anybody that looks at the three houses in question, uh, anyone that knows their way around Ennis at all, you'll recognise them. We said, you know, three low cottages. Uh, there's a few things that you could mention in relation to it. Um, if the council paid that amount of money for them, could they not rent them out short term? When when is uh, Abbey Street going to be developed? Because surely they don't need the car parking spaces until that's going to happen. And it's sort of artists that I don't think there's any planning application submitted for Abbey Street. And knowing how this country does planning, that could be. A number of years before it comes to light so you're literally going to have uh, in the in, in the short term you're potentially going to spend a million euros to put in a car park and you'll have abbey street and francis street and then at some stage you'll sort of do away with uh, abbey street build on that and then they plan to do away with this as well
3: you know, yeah, it appears to seven hundred
2: thousand plus. That's included in the million. Seven hundred thousand plus to purchase it was it? Yeah. But mm. there must be. It must be quite a big site, is it? Or well, it's
3: it it along there and I'm probably around the corner. Of it those. says uh,
0: the article says the proposal is looking at creating hundred spaces in Francis Street.
3: Mm. Mm. Well, that's sizable
2: mm. But uh, I noticed uh, Jessica Quinn in Jessica Quinn's um, uh, report on the front page about the same matter. Councillor Flynn, who, who previously spoke out against plans to redevelop the Abbey Street car park, cited that the town is short between 1,500 and 2,000 public car parks. So mm. is there not a need for car parks?
0: Or I'd like to know what technical basis, if you're telling me you're short 2,000 car parking spaces in Ennis. Mm. I doubt there's two thousand car parking spaces in Ennis to begin with. To begin mm. with,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: Now it is it is I, I find parking in Ennis challenging enough. Um like when you go in the, into, this, into the town centre shall we say down by the river there's a car park there um, the, that's always full yeah,
3: that's, mm. and uh, that's the most Street. convenient because it brings you right in yeah, and Camp you Street, know there's yeah. and Abbey Street, is always and, full, Abbey right?
2: Street and, and around the market area yeah, now there be. is a big yeah. uh, multi-storey. multi-storey car park there like. but
0: well, didn't the council spend an awful lot of money on putting a, a market, uh, an indoor market up there? And that's only being used mm, yeah. to park Just a few smart. cars yeah. as well. But
1: I often, I think of Limerick often because years ago Limerick, the centre of Limerick was bustling. Mm. And gradually uh, various areas yeah. outside of, on the yeah. edge of town, yeah. um, Doyle being mm. one the, one of the first ones, I suppose, and there, there's a number of others. Yeah. And it's so much easier to get in there and you don't have to be worrying about parking. You know, I'm just wondering if, if they want to have the centre of Venice become a vibrant place. Hmm. The, the parking issue will have to be solved yeah and solved to the But in, Lim- in, in Limerick, they
2: did put all the car parking and the shopping, it was the shopping centres and it was the council. This was the problem. The city was one jurisdiction, one planning jurisdiction, the council was the other. And the council, the county council built Dora Doyle and they facilitated the parkway and all the rest, you know, and it, it hollowed out the city mm. of Limerick. Uh, Ennis, I think, has fortunately one of the few places in the country that hasn't seen that donut effect. And so they need to be very careful. As you say, Jim, they need to be very careful about yeah. Yeah. Um, what they do and because what they allow
3: really develop in the suburbs. Hmm. Basically, you have John Stores, Shopping Centre, and you have um, Tesco in, in the centre of the town. That's the saviour of it. And you have is yeah.
1: nearly in the centre of the town yeah. as well.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm.
1: You know? I'm not saying you could do this in Ennis, but I, n- I remember being in Madrid where a huge amount of car parking space is under the streets. Yeah. Mm. Literally in, under in the, the streets. The yeah. street yeah. is going overhead. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And and now Ennis is prone to flooding, so maybe <laughs> it wouldn't work there. But anyway, we'll go on. Uh, looking at, I suppose, uh, the, Jessica Quinn, by the way, had, has a piece in the front page of the, her champion as well, about the car parking. Owen Ryan has another piece in the front page of the champion where it says, Homelessness fears grow. As eviction ban not extended and I suppose we've been listening to this during the week um, and we're 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 being pinched from all sides Uh, the whole question of homelessness uh, not enough building done and then in refugees coming you know mostly from Ukraine but from other places as well all putting a a squeeze on uh, on houses and on hotels as well. And to join in with that, 39% of bed nights are... are we're down 39% of bed nights Pat, in, in, in the in county yeah. yeah. for hotels.
3: Yeah, yeah it appears it should, it's supposed to, there's a lot of uh, noise on the door over the, over the homeless and, uh, and eviction ban not extended um, and all that. And um, But uh, in the tourism section, we'll say 39% is an awful lot of beds. Uh, to be missing and you know you're depending on maybe in tourism for in the county in county Clare for, and you're depending on tourists to, to, to bring in money and uh, turnover and all that kind of stuff but they've
0: been given out about it down in Kerry mm. and well, you can understand it. yeah, yeah good. I can 100% understand it David but I can understand it here as well because yeah, you look, at, look I, at East Clare
2: I wouldn't I wonder how how busy our hotels in Clare get
0: yeah but David, your question. I'm sure they they wouldn't be occupied 100 percent all year round. But you look at the scenario, and you take a, a huge chunk of them out for a large amount of time. The example, you know, we'll say last year uh, that you could look at, we'll say, would be Liston Varna. Yeah, right. How that, many that's only would for a particular time. Varna, I
1: wonder. Yeah, but, but,
0: but you think about it for July. I and, to before full Ju- in, Ar- July, in September. July, August, September. That's a month. Uh, you you'd be fairly full July and August as well. well you're, you're, you're on would. the Wild yeah. Atlantic Way,
2: David. Yeah. I wonder, because most of our tourists, and of course we have, Claire has the um, busiest tourist spot in the country, but most, most of our tourists come in and they go out yeah. in the one day. Yeah, yeah, but, but to you cliffs. have a certain amount of yeah, people to the cliffs.
3: staying around as well. I a remember, certain amount, I but I'm
2: curious as to what the amount, and when yeah. I see statistics like this, I'd also like to see the other side of it. Um, and we have uh, a number of hotels which are not open, the one here in Scariff, There's very few D- 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 there's very few hotels. Um, I don't think if you look in Killaloo now, we have two hotels. They're mm. fully. I don't think they house any refugees. Am I right in that?
0: Oh, to the best of my knowledge, don't they, know. they don't. But yeah. they're the only two. They're the only two bits of accommodation in East Clare, and one of them's in Tipperary. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm. I wonder. for, for no, I'm.
0: I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah, yeah. But true. listen, if I'm if I'm
2: exploring East Clare, I don't mind if I'm just across the li- river. <laughs>
0: Well, that's okay for you, David.
2: <laughs> you, you know, and I might there. take that nice boat up yeah. to the middle of the border between the two yes. counties, up the lake.
0: Yeah.
1: Is I'm just wondering as well with the. Would say the, the well, it has tr- the hoteliers. A, it,
0: it has the knock-on effect, Jim. It's not just with the hoteliers; it's with premises, cafes, restaurants, yes. and that's where. You it know, probably you, doesn't
1: you make a huge amount of difference to hoteliers whose hotels are full the whole time. Yeah, but
0: you'd have a certain amount of people that are, you know, say for example, if you were going down to to Kerry, you're mm-hmm. going down to Killarney, and you're going to the INEC for. Now, country and western weekend or something like that. You might eat in the hotel one or two nights, but you might go out. Oh, yeah, that's two. true. That's but true. Then, but then, you know, if the, if if just say if half the Einik isn't av- or half the Glen Eagles isn't available, oh that's, a, that's potentially a large number of your people for the true, premises true, out you know true. outside of yeah. the hotel. But
2: what I would say is that the hoteliers themselves have made this decision. Mm. It is nobody has forced the hoteliers to take anybody.
0: Oh no, it's. Probably the they're getting a lot of money. they're getting, they're the getting guaranteed money. They're
2: getting guaranteed money in the winter time. The winter 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 time. Yeah. So it's up now to the hoteliers to make a judgment call mm. whether they um, stop their contracts in the cases where they have been accepting them, accepting refugees, and um, and take tourism. Now it's uh that's a tricky que- that's a tricky one because they're now also thinking about next winter. Mm.
3: Yes. Yeah.
2: And I think the, these decisions are purely financial for hoteliers. Mm. Oh absolutely or the financial, course, yeah. Financial. Yeah. Yeah. and the I, other I wish it the, was more
1: ethical though the wider question of homelessness and and the eviction ban that was stopped this week um I mean I saw during the week there on the news uh, a couple being interviewed, and they're both working mm. and they're both facing eviction, not because they're not paying their rent or they can't afford to pay rent because the landlord has sold. Uh, and sell the house he he has sold the house apparently and there have so many months to yeah, to vacate yeah, yeah. so and they can't find somewhere else yeah but,
2: he
1: but he, that's the problem but you also it, have
2: people it, pat don't you that uh, could be homeless have the money to buy so so you're you're, you're in a way you're you're not affecting the balance of the such i know of a case where a person and a, 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 a father and his two children are living. He owns a house. It's rented. He can't get rid of the person in there. He wants to live in his own house. Mm. He's living with his mother now, or something. Um, so he's technically homeless under our under our definitions of what homeless is. Um, and he wants to live in his house. So for him, the getting rid of the eviction ban is a solution to his problem because mm. he can now. Unfortunately, for yes. the person living in the house, that it works, that way per- it, it works <laughs> many ways, doesn't it? Pat? Yeah. I does
3: not it works both ways, but I, I was talking to um, a fella, and he's a small, he's a small, um, it's a, he's a few places to, to rent. He's a he'd, small landlord. He'd be a small landlord, and he, he's a few houses in all He says, uh, he says, it's crazy, he says, uh, I'm paying, he says, he says to me, I'm paying 53% tax. And the vulture funds who come in, those big financial institutions, and buy out strips of places. They buy them all in, in, in bulk. They are paying 14%. And they were given that? They were given that, yeah. Back. When they came in? They came in, back in the... To market. get us, I suppose, to get us out of trouble at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Michael Luna buying all those uh, vulture funds at that stage, and they bought up all the, all the property. Yeah. And they got away with a uh, very little tax. And, mm-hmm. and it hasn't been changed, and I don't know why it hasn't been changed. Yeah. Well, we need to talk.
2: Uh, we need to talk to the TDs. I I don't know much about how the vulture fund works or what what it happens, but so, but that wouldn't, to my mind, in a republic,
1: that wouldn't be right. Mm. But there aren't enough houses anyway, so uh, there are, that's the. That yeah, that's the the, yeah, um, yeah,
0: but you can see the part of the reasons why it has happened in that we'd say by allowing these so called cuckoo funds, vulture funds, whatever way you want to. Uh, name them. are organised groupings, be, be they pension schemes or investment funds from abroad that come in and they're not like a person, will say, in Ireland or maybe a developer here that might have two or three houses. They're buying whole estates. East, they're buying yeah. whole apartment blocks mm. and renting them. Mm. Yeah. So they're not for sale. To anyone. So, you know, it reduces the amount of stock available mm. for anyone to go and buy. Yeah. You know, so. But um,
2: don't we need rented accommodation as well? We yeah, have a big shortage you, of that too. You, you,
0: you can argue that there is a big shortage of it, but we'll say these companies uh, can come in, they set the price, and they can put it up 4 or 5%, whatever, mm, uh, mm, annually mm, per year. And if you don't mm. like it, you lump it. Mm.
1: Which so, is another problem. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love yeah, the but the course, cuckoo funds. <laughs> <laughs> the, c- the cuckoo fund suggest that the uh, people come in, kick the thing out of somebody yeah, out of the nest. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, 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 But
0: they're just looking. You know, they're they're answering to shareholders. Well, they are, yeah. and, and and
1: there uh, are many but people but in this country money, and money, other money.
0: countries. Yeah. yeah.
2: Who have private pension funds? Who work privately invest in their invest in, in these pension funds? And it's those jobs, it's those companies who make the money that keeps these See, keeps people going. People going. And now it's a bit, I work in yeah. the public sector, so I, I am hoping my public sector pension might be there when I retire. But there are private individuals in society who take out private pensions. Hmm. Yeah, but uh,
0: they have to be funded. They do, you know. And how are they funded? By companies. By, are
3: this, by this. I mean, so this. Is but I, I, I have no problem about those companies coming in. If they come in, but there should be tax properly. Well, I agree with you. If past, text, they have been tax, they should uh, be taxed. That, uh, that
1: is an important point. Yeah. Okay, we'll go on. We're talking about a shortage of bed nights and a shortage of houses. There's also Pat, a shortage of priests, and we have. Uh, I think it's it's on the uh, Claire Champion where. 23 parishes on the second page of the Clare Champion page two, mm-hmm. 23 parishes uh, in either in Clare or in the diocese of the the have have, in um,
3: no, have, no, priest, they, they have no priest. Yeah, no resident priest in 23 parishes in Clare Dices Um it's wrong to say they've no priest, but they don't have a resident priest. Yeah, no resident priest. Yeah. Then then there's the story there on page two of the Clare Champion. A staggering 23 parish in the Kildoo diocese have no resident place, the Bishop of Kildoo, Fintan Monahan, has revealed. Committing on the 20% decline in the number of serving priests in the diocese over the last seven years, Bishop Monaghan has expressed concern about the loss of nine of of their living and active priests, between leaving ministry, Paragel Nash being um, consecrated, the bishop, uh, a bishop elsewhere, some with health issues and other issues arising, that have terminated ministry. This is in addition to the number of priests who are walking away while coping with serious illness. So I suppose it's a, uh, a problem for them. Um, I suppose mm-hmm. there's one, I think, over with us now. Uh, we further, over the wires, cover Bradford, for they years to cover Pertetore as well, and they covered the area. And... Um, I don't know, I, I can't understand why they can't go in, let priests marry, and one. Uh, would that, and, and, sol- would that and, solve it, Pat? And are they, are they in, are they women priests?
1: Would, would it solve
3: it? It might, solve, it, would, it would help it anyway. It would,
1: I'd say it would help it, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Or,
2: or, or is it like the bishop himself cites the, um, the increasing secularisation of Irish society? Um, he says, uh, "We are predi- what wh- where we were predicting we would be in twenty years has now been brought forward with breakneck speed. We have many challenges, um, and one of them he says is secular. like, would it, would it actually like have have many people gone beyond? But the due, church.
0: due to sums, David, they've lost twenty percent of their priests in five years.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm. Uh, no, and if that but rate five, continues, yeah, five ten years ago." Uh, in fairness to them, there were a lot of people in the clergy were stating that this was going to happen because you do the sums. And they tried the initiative to sort of bring in the deacons, met huge opposition first time around. Now, I think a a little bit of common sense may be coming in. I I don't think the problem is going to be solved straight away. But uh, there is, a, I think, a realistic way of looking at it is if they stay as they are, they're going to have no one yeah, in, yeah. F- in five, ten years' time. They
1: have accordance? Because of the age profile. Absolutely,
0: exactly. yeah.
2: And they have just 50, 50 priests are left. Mm-hmm. That's all they have. And um, they're under the age of 75, so there must be priests, a few priests probably, uh, quite a few must be over 75. Yeah, because te- 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 technically you have they, to, have to they have to go at, go at 75. 75. But they work away while they're able to. Yeah, well, they're yeah, able to. Now, On the reverse of that or the opposite side of it, perhaps the bishop is looking at at the positives here. There are three priestly ordinations coming up, two for the diocese and one for a religious order. And it was also fortunate, he says, to get five very holy. (laughs) I'd hope every priest was holy (laughs) now, but these are very holy, diligent and hardworking priests from Kerala in India. So, you know, in Tomb I think uh, the priest is is from originally from Poland. Uh, so the 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 Catholic world will probably fill some of these vacancies over time, but but at the rate of decline, no no filling of no filling from abroad will keep pace with the decline that's there.
0: No, absolutely no. not. You know,
1: I I think I mean I think that priests should be allowed marry anyway outside of the the scarcity of them, and I think women should be ordained priests anyway.
2: Yeah. Um, would that problem, that debate, wouldn't wouldn't that split the Catholic Church in two?
1: It would have at one stage. I'm not sure. Not maybe know. not in this country, but what, um, but what, in Africa,
2: where where where, and South America, where the the Catholic Church is at its strongest in terms of adherence, and there you look at the church, the Anglican Church um, debates constantly about blessing of, of uh, gay marriage and so on, they've almost broken away some of the African-Anglican um, churches in response to that, and mm. in res- and look at even in um, in England, they have problems with bis- with accepting female clergy and female bishops. Still, yeah,
3: they but, do indeed. Uh, what's the argument against it? Look, like? I, I can't see any other argument against well, it. Well, I right? suppose that, we have the international women, we have the international women's day there in in True, true. Week, I'm not so. a theologian, but I think w- one of the arguments is
2: none of the twelve apostles were women. That's how, was it was,
0: that's how it was written but sure what's wrong with that
1: well <laughs> that would be the culture in the Middle East then and probably all the True. time True. Yeah. True. 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 and of course that is the
2: argument but um, if you start changing one aspect of of the well. I- interpretation and of course if John S. Go, Kelly go, was here go, go he would remind us five, that five
0: six hundred years ago weren't they marrying left right and well, centre well
2: exactly <laughs> <laughs> and that's why what on more than one occasion yeah. John S. Yeah. would remind us that the that the priest's priests um, were allowed to marry up until a certain point when the church decided to shut mm-hmm. it off. So mm-hmm. I, it, you know, it'll probably happen at some stage. But it will mm-hmm. cause, It would probably cause a lot of, it challenges, a lot for of, of ang- challenges It of might solve particular. this problem in this country and other Western society. Mm-hmm. I actually, personally, I think it's too late for the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on a downward trajectory. But of course, mm-hmm. they might have said that 500 years ago yeah. as
1: well. I think it will, it will survive but it will stay small, yeah. certainly in the foreseeable future. Yeah, it will stay but so I suppose
3: small. The, the, the Protestant religion, would, wouldn't they be in the same boat they, with, 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 with with Kerchi as well, would they? They
1: would. they would. They're in the same boat with with the flock. Yeah. Is very small. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, we'll go on. Uh, we were talking about shortage of beds there a while ago, and that affected Joe Carey, our TD from Carcastle, Castle, who had to spend uh, a night, or at least one night anyway, in a trolley in UHL. I wonder, you know, would that have uh, an effect on himself and on his politics?
2: Well, I'd say many people are probably hoping it might anyway, that hmm. our politicians might be getting a real-life experience of what many people experience. Now, obviously, nobody wants to see anybody in hospital and anybody on a, on a hospital bed, no matter if they're a TD or not. But it might give him some perspective, and it might allow him, actually, to stand up in the doll And he, of course, is a Fine Gael TD, maybe stand up within his parliamentary party meeting, more importantly, and um, really take the matter up in a more serious way.
0: Now, but why was it? Uh, let me start by saying I wish Joe the very best and hope that he's out of hospital as soon as possible. But why should it take this mm. for that debate sure, to happen? It shouldn't. it shouldn't. Haven't we been ranting about it for the last number of years? And yeah. you got you know, go back to two thousand and nine, the decisions that were made then. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know.
2: I, and I don't think this will change it either, no, to be honest. No, no, not at all. Um, But it no, does...
0: It, 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 you know, the, the reality of it is it'll give him something to talk about yeah. when he's out on the hustings, yeah. and he'll say, well, look, lads, I, 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 I was, was, was the same as you. I was in the middle you, of it. But then yeah. you start to say, well, Joe, your 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 party's been in government for the last 10 or 12 years. You need to do something about it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, ho- hopefully he's on the ro- road to recovery.
2: Now, interestingly, um, <laughs> he he went in... It He, he couldn't breathe. Uh, that was it. And... Um, he, but according to the paper, he sa- he's been quoted as saying he's 26 days without smoking. But I make out that that's a typo. It must be surely 26 years. To He says, as I have given up the cigarettes 26 days ago today. That doesn't make much sense, does it? No. No, he,
3: he, no. I'd say so because he was smoking up to recently anyway. Oh, well, you think it's? Uh, yeah. Mm, it well, I met okay. him there recently and he was smoking. So
2: 26 days. Oh God, he's mm. counting every day, so. Yes. <laughs>
3: uh, you, uh, when you give up cigarettes, you would be counting every day. Do, I
1: suppose you do. Okay, we'd better go on. I, I think we've reached the halfway point in the in the programme. We're, we're
3: not
0: talking about uh, wind and sewers, Jim. No?
1: we would have it maybe when we come back.
0: Oh, okay, fair Clear
1: bit. the air here first. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're not accusing anybody of smoking here Jim no indeed (laughs) what have we um, what have we got
3: we've Andy Williams Jim I I can't take my eyes off of you oh my (laughs) god I'm delighted to hear (laughs) (laughs) it
1: Andy Williams very welcome back. You're listening to Local Media This Week on Scariff Bay Community Radio and the programme is sponsored by Ruth Griffin Photography. Ruth fecal marvellous photographer, takes brilliant photos and which are available on various local publications. Now, uh, we didn't get to all our pieces that we intended to in part one, but then we never do. But one of the things, one of the headlines that, that struck me Luke, was uh, on the declare uh, echo uh, on yeah. page 18, 1,800 tonnes of sewage per day yeah. discharged into the Atlantic. Uh,
0: Jim, I'm going to be bringing up my famous words planning here now uh, shortly. Uh, total, uh, it's page 16 in the echo park, has the article a total of 1,800 tonnes of raw sewage entering the declare coastline daily. Five areas in the county are currently discharging raw sewage into the coastline. Uh, three of the areas, Lysganer, Kilroche and Clare Castle, will be solved this year, apparently, with Le Hinch and Annis Diamond set to be dealt with by 2025. I'll just sort of uh, get a little dig in there and say that uh, we talk about planning and sewage and all the rest of it. And the imminent um, announcement in relation to the plans for uh, the two places in Clare that we're going to get a sewage upgrade isn't so imminent after all.
2: No, we're still waiting, We're Luke. still waiting the peep- and hoping the peep- people in people Broadford. The in particular yeah. are still waiting. Yeah. But uh, but I'd say there is a plan to do these things, but Irish water, what are they called now? Ishka Aaron, have no money.
0: Well, sure, then you've no plan. Yeah. Well,
3: but, you so plan, getting, but you might have a plan, but you can't do anything with the plan. They'll get money from the from uh, exchequer. From the exchequer, but they only get a certain portion. Yeah, but I think that that's why the the water... When the water... like uh, They put on water charges on people... And then they took them off and they sent back the money to you. They should have kept the water charges. Yeah. And, and kept them. As and a they put in
1: meters in most houses, houses in the country. Yeah. And
3: yeah. kept the water charges. A certain for five years. Or, and then review them after five years and say, okay, we'll put them up a small bit or whatever.
2: Well, if the government, if the if the next this government, this current government won't do it anyway because it's not in the program for
3: government. But if the next government won't do it either. Well, if if the won't do it. Right, because she's going to be he'd, she'd be but but, but, but Sinn
2: Fein would be in favour of high taxation in 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 order to
3: pay for yeah, but, services. Oh yeah, high taxation and, 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 and the fellas at the top, the the, the, the companies from yeah. the, the the high tech companies coming in. They, they yeah. the ones. But the be
2: but the problem is, if this shortage issue keeps continuing, we're going to be fined by the mm-hmm. European Commission yeah. for not for not upholding our obligations under various directives. As we
0: failing to plan, David, could I refer to another failure to plan, uh, Jim? Uh, in page six in The Champion, uh, Fiona McGarry has an article and Dan Danner has an article, and they're both in relation to We were talking about sort of the poo hitting the fan, and now we're talking about a bit of wind and chaos and confusion over West, clo- West Coast wind plan. And this is basically um, independent TD Michael McNamara has challenged Leo Varadkar on recent communications, in relation to it. Uh, I'm going to give you a quote here now. Um, when questioned as to whether supports for the West would be included, the Taoiseach replied, yes, this needs to be plan-led. Y- However, it should not be a free-for-all led by investments, investors and developers. It should be plan-led. That is why it is important we have a plan, sure. but it has to be the right plan. That is our should coming out of that type of nonsense here. Yeah.
1: Well, I, d- I thought it was very woolly. He was, he's saying nothing. It's its, the, t- t- it's sure, t- t- isn't he saying what you want him to say? He w-
2: says that there is going to be a plan.
0: Th- yeah, but David, that's all well and good if you're in opposition and looking to get in. They are the people in charge and are doing an SFA. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> in relation to... Uh, we say if Dan Danher has uh, an article just in relation to the two exhibitions that, that took place, and uh, these, these were the SBL. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, the we'll exhibition. say that took place in, w- in West Clare. And basically, it, and, and again, if quote, yeah, if yeah, developed, yeah, yeah. the project will be delivered in two phases. The first phase, located 16 kilometres off to Clare Kerry coast, expected capacity 400 megawatts, uh, and then the second phase would be located 20 miles west of Money Point. Uh, sorry, uh, 20 kilometres west of the first phase, should I say. And uh, that would take the total project capacity to between 1 gigawatt and 1.5 gigawatt. So, if I do my sums right, it's in around a gigawatt of, of uh, in phase two. So, yeah. 400 in phase one, a gig. In phase yeah. two,
2: and correct me if I'm wrong, Luke. We the country at the moment uses about five or six gigawatts.
0: Yeah, the max capacity, I think, uh, would we'll say peak capacity in the country is around seven.
2: Yeah, seven currently. And I and I was looking at something at last week, and there is potential for I think is it forty or sixty gigawatts in the Atlantic alone, if it's mm-hmm. harnessed properly. That that would power half Western Europe. Yes.
3: Okay. But you said they about um you know the should be uh, go west and we, we uh uh the Atlantic Ocean could be the saudi arabia of the and then a report came out. And there was nothing about uh, a uh, wind fair on the so west side. One was down south. and am sure the other was have in the they southeast. D- They've announced that sure they're there's
0: they're a plan. They're, they're developing seven, and six of them are on the east,
3: on the coast. The east coast. east coast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah,
1: yeah. I, I said, when yeah. this will be built is.
3: The Saudi Arabia of, 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 of the wind uh, so production, I think. Yeah, and, and it
1: might be easier to build them on it the east coast. It's a bit shallower. shallower yeah, yeah. And but they're floating. The, the technology, of
2: course, is constantly changing and improving. But. It's too slow for my liking. It is
3: all too slow. Mm. But you and I, we are late to the game. I said it last week, up in, up in the North Sea, and this that's this, well, you enough. Know, up off of off of, um, Holland, they have 100 uh, ready to go uh, with 200-blades. With mm. 200-metre um, blades. 200-metre blades. And they have another 140. They have, they have 140 in total. Do
1: you know? Yeah. Why is the political system or the, the civil service or... There is something, something invisible because we can't see it, holding us back uh, in terms of planning, in terms of going yeah. forward. Yeah. If you were a private business, Jim, what would you say? Bad you would, le- you've bad leadership. You, so what you, would you do? You'd, you'd get rid give of it the leadership. You'd give, I said this last week. You'd give it to Michael O'Leary and tell him, do it. Mm. Mm. And it would be done, or some Michael O'Leary character.
2: Well, we don't want Michael O'Leary's making money, taking all the money away from the Irish Republic. Okay. It is the state. It yeah, go, b- look, you, look at you, Norway. You'd put someone in well, charge. Well, you'd put somebody in charge. Yeah. I, you'd create a semi-state company Yeah, like but the I, There is
0: no mention on anywhere of anything they're talking about so far of that. I agree oh. with you 100%. Mm. It should be state-run mm. because right. it would be for the benefit of Out every rem- individual yeah. in the state. Mm. Yeah. And they need to sort of take away the, um, you know, the, the setting the prices for electricity on fossil fuels and set it off renewables. Mm. And they said if you set it up w- at a national level, you won't, you, okay, yeah. you'll want it to make a few bob every year, and but you're not looking to and make I 20, 30% 30 30 of the main
2: political parties talking about that. No. I don't hear Sinn Féin talking about it. No. I don't no. hear Fianna Fáil, And even, now, some of the minor parties... We'll never get into government unless there's a, a major coalition problem. Like the people before proper would, would nationalise everything. But um, this is one where
1: nationalisation probably would work. Mm. But are the politicians too busy with one-upmanship? All of them. You know, some guy didn't fill out a planning application yeah. properly yeah. and we spent a week yeah. in the we the talking. Yeah. And I'm not excusing that now yeah. or anything. Mm. Yeah. And I'm not going party political because... Mm. They're all responsible for it, yeah. But I mean, nonsensical yeah. stuff that they fight about fight across about. the yeah. floor of yeah. Leinster House, rather than the real yeah. stuff that yeah. you know that we talk about here. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, I agree entirely with you, Jim. And it's constantly there's a, there's something now once a month almost, and it's it's partly driven by journalists hmm. because this. Yeah, but it's people with agendas. It's people with agendas, but this is coming out. No, and journalism. This is journalist's job as well. Mm-hmm. It was the Ditch website. It wasn't at the Ditch. that brought up all that and has done massive amount of investigation. But but there is there is a sort of a media frenzy then that takes hold. And, Mm. you know, often the RT journalist is asked, um, how long do you think this will last? And he'll give. Oh, it'll definitely last now until next week, Mm. until they finally. And
1: I I agree with you. I agree with you. Is it not the civil service, those people, you know, appointed by the government or whoever uh, whose job it is behind the scenes to have the wheels moving on something like this? yeah, Do you yeah, know? of course, and and it's not happening. And that's why I wonder if the culture is wrong in mm-hmm. in that area, and I don't know, no, I'm only speculating, mm-hmm. but I mean, is the culture wrong? That, that we can't move quickly, that too many hoops have to be gone mm-hmm. through there is, and we we we, we, have,
2: we have a couple of examples from the past in this country where big projects were delivered very successfully. Our mm. motorways was one. Now, yeah. motorways can be slowed down as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. crusha if you go right back to the start mm. of the state. But rural electrification Nation. in yeah. the mm-hmm. 1950s, mm-hmm. Um, they were big decisions and they were done relatively quickly. But mm-hmm. as you say, Jim, some some part of the culture of our... Of our uh, governing structures is wrong.
0: They're historical, David. I will uh, give you the children's hospital. Mm. Yeah. How how could that progress to the level where they forgot to put in the bill to run the electrics in the in the in the building mm. at a cost of a few oh. hundred million? Okay
1: and the, the, its location oh,
0: I, I'm not I'm just talking about that one item yes. yeah, not yeah. about how it started you know, yeah. it that started right, off at I maybe mean, there, there are four or 500 million and the, it's the, going the to the wind location up of
1: okay we'll go on to something that does work and that's women in business this is uh, the week of international women's day oh, geez,
0: that's a very good lead in Jim so <laughs> the said, and yes the, 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 and wi- the, the, the women lead, lead, lead in the way and there's a nice article there in a uh, there's three or four pages in the Clare Echo, around page 24, uh, sta- starting there. And, and there's and, one uh, Navy there, from the, East Clare. Indeed. Uh, uh, there is uh, Karen, we'll say, from the Country Store in Broadford, is on page 26 there. And um, uh, she will be se- they'll be celebrating their fifth year in business this year. And anyone that's passed through there say that they have a... Uh, I invested a nice amount of money in a uh, covered outdoor area, and I'd say we'll probably be going over broadcasting there again, well, in June we some We en- certainly so enjoyed
1: the last time we in- were indeed there. Indeed, we did, and we got well looked after. We it, did so. indeed. Yeah. Okay, we'll stay with the theme of women. And Pat, I know something caught your eye there—the Clare Roses. Oh yeah. And yeah. there's a, the Claire, the competition the Clare Roses is upcoming, and yeah. there's what some twenty um,
3: hopefuls. competitors <laughs> hopefuls. <laughs> Claire Rose to be chosen uh, from a bunch of 20 hopefuls, a according part Boris McMahon here on the second page of the Echo. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, Super Sunday on Cairns' Claire Rose contestant take to the stage is, uh, is the one Jessica Quinn has on page uh, 7 of the and th- there are a
1: few from East Clare, Pat. There are a few girls from East Clare, Clare who are in contention.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah and we wish them all the best uh, the, the whole lot of them uh, there's um, Grace Cooney from Margaret Hans Middles anyway she'd be a uh, niece of, of Councilor Joe's he'd mention her first yeah <laughs> <laughs> and there's a girl from Killaloo as well I think Jim isn't I there Going is the there's, yeah there's a girl Carole Brady 22 from Killaloo and Pat and then, have you your eye on
2: any particular one for the we'll, for, for, for the for the success well, we haven't
3: all the <laughs> we haven't dialed that <laughs> photographs no uh, mm. uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> But Listen, is there there any
2: future in this competition? There's a a father take court there waiting to get out.
3: (laughs) Well,
1: listen, we might have mentioned them all from East there. There's Grania Conlon uh, from Kilinina. And Eshling O'Connell from uh, From Yes, and finally from Scarif, Amy Ni Ariel. Yeah. Uh, uh,
2: we don't have time, Jim, I'd say, to have this debate, but I just raised the question anyway. Is there a future for, you know, Father Ted had the Lovely Girls competition, and I think that festival that is that still league. going on. Yeah, yeah, which poked poke fun at the <laughs> Rosa Trillie, in a way, or s- satirised mm. it. We, we probably don't have time to go into it now, but will, ye, will ye, three strapping gentlemen be looking at the Rosa Trillie competition in RT?
3: Yeah, I I, 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 I I was at first well, when I was a single. <laughs> so, was, so was I, Pat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think they will, think, because I I do think that some <laughs> of these competitions, we'll say that at local level now, the Queen of the Waterways, you had it for a number of years in mm. the festival. And the joy that that brought to the girls who participated mm. and to their mm. families, mm. I think, was fabulous. Mm. Do you know, I really do. Mm. I mean, they, they had a ball for a few days. Mm. OK, there was a winner at the end. Um, it was no big deal, but they really enjoyed being part mm. of it. Mm. And their families were very proud of them. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's so, it's I mean, I do think those yes. will continue. And just like a bit of
3: fun as well. It's like a bit of fun,
1: yeah. yeah. Alright. Okay, this guy uh,
3: You got shot down there, David?
1: <laughs> <laughs> John O'Brien from O'Callaghan's Mills. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Well, uh, I
2: have heard of him.
1: Um, yeah, he's on the Echo on page 17.
2: <laughs> he is on page 17 and, and we declare, we have to, our, one of our presenters should declare an interest, the conflict here. <laughs> because it is in fact um, Pat's own son, John O'Brien, is, uh, picture of him there on page 17, as you say. And in 2017, John was full back in the middle side, which ended a 23 year gap to be crowned under 21B hurling champions. Uh, he's been the, the story is that in, he's now in Toronto um, and he was awarded. Uh, he was awarded Toronto hurler of the year, which is a great success. Um, Pat, I think he, he's, it says here that he's two years gone from the country. Is that right?
3: Yeah, he's he began he he was gone before COVID. Yeah yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So you must be very proud.
3: So, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. It's he's, he's great to see him playing over there and um, getting getting involved. Is that in a the, very the typical game. sort of Irish <laughs> fan? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I
2: am, I suppose. I yeah. know.
0: <laughs> uh,
3: uh, I think you should be. <laughs> I, I,
0: and uh, there's another East Clareman, uh, vice chairman of the club, Thomas McMahon. So uh,
3: uh, there is a, yeah, and I'm just uh, look, uh, 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 John's. Uh, I, I didn't know anything today, Larry than the paper. Uh, the job he was doing he, He's a compliance and enforcement specialist with InterCap. You didn't know inter-kep. what your own son <laughs> was doing in Toronto. <laughs> I right, know he worked
2: at some company, but didn't know him. But he's. So we have to thank the Claire Echo yeah. for, for enlightening yeah. the father mm-hmm. in this instance. <laughs> Great journalism by Porrick there. Yeah, uh,
3: Moraes said to me he was, there, he was in, in an enforcement our, our compliance officer before Christmas but he got promotion uh, after Christmas. Ah. He's a specialist He's though. a specialist. <laughs> uh, very, very good. And was he always compliant at home <laughs> is the question. <laughs> well he was, he was always good at home.
0: It, there's, a, there's a comedy there as well and uh, Kilnina's Potty Brady is there as well. So, so is, mm-hmm. the,
2: is it because is it why is there so many is there a lot of Clare people it, this suggests that there's a lot of Clare people in Toronto oh, there's an
3: awful lot of Irish people in it mm. there might be Clare people but there's yeah. an awful lot of uh, uh, Irish people there. Yeah. there there are 4G hurling clubs anywhere else, and they have he uh, was saying there's more football clubs they have more football teams in and they have Camogie, uh, camogie teams in it mm. Yes. Mm.
1: ok we'll go on because um, well,
3: we're, we're just we we're, we're wish
1: Pat and we wish John well, and, and again, our congratulations go to him. Uh, page five on the Clare Champion, uh, a very striking photo there on page five by the award-winning uh, John Kelly, uh, photographer for the Clare Champion. Um, just a, an amazing photograph of, of opulence on the one hand, and,
2: and destitution, destitution or poverty I suppose you'd say yeah this this gym was taken on the Champs-Élysées in Paris and um, you'd buy the paper I think you'd buy the paper to have a look at that uh, to see what to see the message but anyway the, he, he John Kelly has won an award for this photograph at the IB Press Photographer of the Year Awards he got second place I think for it for in, in a particular category and um, it, the photograph is called Beggar at the Dior Step. It's the Dior shop in Paris. Um, so congratulations to him. It's great to see a photojournalist from County Clare at that level. And sure, it's not mm. surprising to us who look at his photographs every single day of the uh, – or, or every week because we're always blown away, aren't we? Absolutely. He's yeah. a fabulous has a, has a story
3: as well on and, and page 15 where well, um, Eamon Ward. he, he, he mentions John John Kelly as well, and Eamon Ward as received the prize as well. Um, yeah, another for, fine photographer. Yeah, for for a uh, uh, a photograph of uh, a, a woman uh, um, and, and her daughter from Ukraine in in Liston Werner after arriving in Liston Werner. a portrait. And if uh, you,
2: and if you want, if if listeners want to even see the how even amateur photographers are uh, at work in Clare on the front page of The Living there's about eight, there's about 10 photographs uh, which forms part of the Clare Camera Club. Mm. It's a sort of a thing actually that people would get interested in to form a club and there's a beautiful picture there, um, Golden Handstand by Michael O'Brien which is out somewhere in Loch looks to me but there's a whole range of different photographs from all parts of the county and beyond the county as well
1: Okay I suppose things that are on are mentioned as well. Shrivati Drama Group are performing a mm. two their, one-act plays. Their
0: last night tonight, Jim, we'll say literally about 10 yards away from where we are. Yes. And uh, we'll say uh, there's uh, the last of the last of the Mohicans, directed by Shane Kelly, and Losers, directed by Noel Hogan. So I think they're two classed as one-act one act plays. Your tonight so is your last chance. Yeah, eight to eight o'clock tonight, uh, tenor at the door, and there's a raffle as well.
1: Lovely, OK. Tulla Engineering students, I'm looking at page 13 in the Clare Champion, uh, the East Clare page. Tulla Engineering students were in Smithstown recently. Yeah, and, and uh, they're, they're, they're on
0: page 17, I suppose what we'd say. The last few minutes were the East Clare notes in the Champion, page 13 and page 17 in the Echo uh, Elaine Toberty has the article uh, "Light Shed on Engineering for Taller Students," which uh, uh, a good pun. Yes. Uh, and then uh, the art where have I not? I've, I've lost. Uh where is the taller one? What page did you send the champion, Jim? I'm sorry, I've Place lost
3: 14, that. E- it's e- yeah. e- oh, a photograph, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. should have gone yeah. to Specs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I don't have them with me, that's my problem. So, yeah, I, uh, Brian Arthur has has a picture there. Uh, the, the students down at Smithstown out of imaginative technologies.
3: We'll say yeah. and there was a, I see there on the paper as well, there was 1,500, or it was a 1,700, uh, attended uh, an engineering, I think it was from your establishment. Um, yeah, in the university, yeah. Out in Shannon, at the weekend last weekend where the engineering um, companies and students and, and the university were had a, an expo on the
1: yes listen we we must go very quickly uh, St. Patrick's Day is coming up next Friday so just there are a number of parades around there's a parade in Fecal in Sunday in the morning in scaroth in Killaloo in yeah. Tala we think Tuller, yeah.
0: David you might have divided loyalties now there's a model T is going to be on display at the scaroth parade I that, see. That, that has links to Mr. Collins.
1: That, yeah.
2: Well, mm. it belonged to Mrs. M- it belonged to Collins's lover, Kitty Kiernan's brother. brother if you yeah. don't mind, yeah. Well, w- I hope to I hope to even touch it,
1: and that would be close enough. Yeah, seven, I yeah. just hope
0: I can get up the hill. Uh, every yeah. <laughs> there,
1: time? There's a plan for homes in Mount Shannon affordable yeah. homes, and uh, there's also so- for Kilkitchen.
3: Yeah, um, there's uh, appeal to progress social homes plan in Mount Shannon. Um, an approved housing body seeking to build 13 homes in in Montana, and has appealed to the Council of the Grand Planning Commission in light of the housing crisis. And I don't think there's any any um, objections, and uh, I think that the application will be made on the 30th March of the... A decision, yeah. Yeah. A decision, OK. And the Cicillian as well, Jim, um, there's a... a, a six, can you get it in before we finish? 61 houses in kitchen. Uh, Fiona McGarry has the story there, if anyone wants to read it. Yeah. And uh, it was a big development in in uh, in, a, in, um, in a, a site that was uh, uh, back in the Celtic title times. and least we've been well re- developed. Okay. You
1: know, well, hopefully it'll help to ease yeah. the crisis we were talking about earlier on. Uh, the um, Flagmount Forest School as well. You can read about that in the Clare Champion on page 17
0: 15? yeah Fiona has it there it's, uh, thir- 13, James. it's 13 gyms it's at the b- bottom of the East Clare Fiona has it there Leafy North East Clare the first time I've ever heard mm. it described there but it's quite appropriate because uh, uh, it's to be the location of a unique and innovative new centre for experiencing the healing benefits of the natural world and we'll say uh, Marina and uh, her partner Colm we'll say who we have both interviewed on, on the radio here they, they own um uh, 42 acres of land in the Loch Valley and in their application to the council they described it as one of the most spectacular and precious areas of natural beauty in East Clare and I'm sure Pat McNamara will agree with that and their intention is converting an extended uh, barn to create a space for field meditation as well, well as workshops a quiet nature room ought to be created using sustainable materials and practices for children to spend some reflective time after four school sessions okay. so we wish them best luck I and
1: think. there's an there's a piece on the Clare Champions as well about uh, show jumping and two blakes involved mm-hmm. oh, well, we, uh, we, we, we spoke about we spoke it about that, last, last, last
0: week and father and son got on okay anyway yeah. they, they, they yeah. got a podium yeah. uh, so, and we'll be hope, hoping for many more
1: <laughs> and I suppose we send our good wishes to Dermot Hayes who had his book launched uh, last week and yeah they're, they're a, a, a great crowd
0: a uh, number t- of photographs and a, gr- a great crowd at it and uh, there's a, it's a great title we now have our own book of Kells mm. Dermot Hayes memoir launched uh, so oh, it's a go. great great uh, title there page up. 5 uh, of the echo yeah and uh, uh, Dermot of course is no, no stranger to community radio he presents a show called Radio Beams and RCB and
1: we'll have to get we'll, we'll have to go meet him and have a chat absolutely Jonathan McGrath from Killaloo a well known swimmer there very successful swimmer and there's a piece about him as well in the in the third champion on page nine, I think, where uh, he's going to give his page time nine, coaching yeah. younger yeah. people. Yeah. And uh, if we've... T- the RNLI... If Pat we've
3: time to in the him as well, there's two stories here. Uh, uh, Jer- Jessica Quinn. Now, the uh, uh, RNLI celebrate the life-saving role of female volunteers. And um, there's a, a lady there from, I think, from Poland, I came from over from Poland uh, to kill a new one. She's um, one of the... One of the volunteers the people mm-hmm. involved in the and then they have um, um, they have fundraiser lock the I left the lake charity cycle back after uh twenty twenty two success. They're having a cycle all around the lake. Well and that uh, such is a great charity so really to really to it is indeed. To
1: okay, it just shows you support. we're racing through stuff, but I mean there is so much in the local papers and which you miss out on if you don't get them. So please support the Clare Champion and the Clare Echo and all the local, the Clare local media outlets. Now, uh, that brings our programme to an end this evening. Our thanks to David. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jim. And to Luke. Thanks, Jim. And to Pat. Thanks, Jim. And uh, we'll go to Pat to see what we're going to play out on.
3: Well, uh, of course, when this programme is over, a lot of people will be tuned into. The, the television to watch the, the big games in Ireland and Scotland. So we'll have the Flower of Scotland from the Morristown Opius Choir.
1: Lovely, brilliant, good choice Pat and let's hope it helps them drown their
3: sorrows.
1: <laughs> <seasonally>. <laughs> okay, that's it from local media this week. We'll talk to you again, please God, next Sunday. So for now, from us, goodbye and God bless.